All right. Welcome back. My name is Axel and you're listening to Daily DVR. Check us out at dvrpodcast.com. Become a patron at patreon.com slash DVR. Thank you to all the patrons. Love you. You're the best. And uh, this is week three. Today is Monday, September 11th, 2023. We are chilling a day after my son's birthday. Uh, Like I said, the beginning of week three of getting back to the daily grind. I'm really enjoying it so far. And uh, I think I'm becoming a little bit more accustomed or less... um, uh, nervous maybe about doing the, doing a pod solo though. Sometimes I do feel, Hey, I got to do a better job. I got to start really this week trying to get a little bit of a schedule going and say, Hey, this person, would you like to come on the next four third? Like let's, let's like book by month, you know, and bring some people back, um, and chat because that's, that, that is always the best thing. I feel it's great to hear me chat and talk, but what I like the best and what I think people like is conversations and listening to various opinions and people being challenged or people learning or, or we explore some idea and come up with something new, whatever it may be. I mean, this whole podcasting thing is just about exploring ideas. And for me, it's really a lot about being creative and um, just kind of getting out what's inside me. Some people keep it in. Some people can't help but be a faucet. I'm kind of one of those faucets that's pretty much always turned on. Um, Ain't that the truth? (laughs) All right. No dirty shit today for the show. Um, Today, I'm going to be talking about my personal review of YouTube Sunday Ticket. Now, you know I'm a big football fan if you've been listening. Uh, we do a show called Around the Couch with Brett and Andy and Solo and myself. Uh, we're going to be recording that, I think, I think maybe Wednesdays is going to be the day, Tuesday or Wednesday, um, since the NFL, uh, the week really begins on Thursday and ends on Monday, right? So it's like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We can't really record, <laughs> so it's, it only leaves us two days. Um, so that's when we'll do it. But um, yesterday was the premiere of Sunday Ticket on YouTube, and not only that, folks, but I moved. So I'm at I'm I'm at a new house. We ditched Direct TV, which I had had since I was living in Durham, North Carolina. So. I think we first got DirecTV in 2008, late 2008, I think it was, early 2009. I had Sunday tickets, so that's well over a decade. Um, I had DirecTV because of Sunday ticket. That's really the reason, the reason why. Uh, I initially signed up and convinced my wife, we're going to get the dish and everything. Cause when you first do it, it's a, it seems like a huge commitment, right? It's very easy to call up Comcast. They switch the line on, or some guy comes, runs a line through your garage. You're ready to go with direct TV dish. There is like a hardware commitment and it can be intimidating to some people. I think that's always been kind of the, 
the the big barrier of entry to people subscribing to satellite is that like, oh my God, there's gonna be some big dish on my thing. Meanwhile, you ride down a street and you notice, wait, there's one on that house. That like every house I've ever moved into has had either a direct TV or a dish satellite on top if, if it worked or it didn't, right? So it's not really that big a deal, but it's mental. Um, but we had direct TV and Sunday ticket for all that time. I'm a New York Jets fan. I have been a fan of the New York Jets since I was nine years old, 10 years old, and I'm 49. So it's been quite a while. Um, and uh, I lived, I moved out in New York, lived in North Carolina. Now I live here, out here in Portland. Um, our town outs, a secret location. I don't actually live in Portland, but I say that because it's just right next to me. Though, again, if I lived in Jersey, I'm about as close as to Portland as I was when I lived in Jersey as I was to New York. And I didn't say I lived in New York, but that's life, people in the big city. Um, anyway, let's first start in the beginning, which is direct TV. How was Sunday Ticket on DirecTV? Sunday Ticket, for, for those of you who don't know, is simply a television package that allows you to watch every single football game that's airing on Sunday. It does not include Sunday night. It does not include Monday night. It does not include Thursday night. And it does not include Saturday, usually during the, during the regular season. It also does not include any of the playoffs or the Super Bowl. So that is for people to understand it because a lot of people think Sunday, who don't know Sunday ticket gives you everything. No, there is a limitation on it. It's the games airing on Sunday. Now, last year, Sunday ticket did actually get, and, and sometimes infrequently there would be a Thursday game, a Monday game, a second Monday game or something that they would throw to Sunday ticket and let direct TV air it, right? Um, whether that's going to happen on YouTube, Saturday games included, some Saturday games, whether that's going to be included, who knows what kind of deal uh, YouTube, Google made with the NFL, they one thing to know about the NFL and the deals they make with television networks, they are fluid. What games they're going to air, when they're going to air them, who gets what game, what market gets the game. The NFL is the single most powerful television studio that exists in America and thus probably the world. They dictate what they're going to give to each. State. It's not like NBC has a lot of power or uh, ESPN has a lot of power over the NFL. They don't. The NFL can change their mind and they frequently do. Now, there are certain instances in which games can be vetoed at different market or games that are playing in the same market or sometimes some conflicts will air um, when the NFL wants to switch certain games uh, during during the later portions of the season, they move games around. Um, sometimes a network can have can say can have a veto on certain teams or on a certain um, area in a certain area. But generally speaking, we should start off with the premise that the NFL is really making the call here. And for many years, they worked great with Directv. 
DirecTV basically had, they would show you every single game, right? And you watch it with the market. You watch it in market of the home team usually, right? So the call you would hear is the call, if the Miami Dolphins are playing the New York Jets in Miami, I'm going to hear the Miami announcer on the local network. That's the feed I'm going to get. That's usually how it was. If they're playing in New York, you would hear the New York feed, okay? It's things like that, right? Because there are different, there's, a, there's radio feed, there's a million different people calling these games. There's different languages, different countries. So it actually can get quite complicated, but they kind of simplified it like that. They also introduced something called the Red Zone Channel. And what the Red Zone Channel does is there's one main host for DirecTV. It was a, there were two guys, but the main guy on DirecTV that started is a guy named Andrew Siciliano, I think was his name. Amazing dude, great voice, really deep voice. And he did it for years on DirecTV. It was just him in a studio. And he was kind of your guide for the day. Most people would start the, the red zone starts about an hour to a half hour before the first game, right? So that's 1 p.m. kickoff Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. About a half hour before that, he would start off the day. You tune in, he'd go, welcome to red zone. I'm Andrew Cillian. We got a great game today starting off the best game of the week. We're going to be highlighting this. You know, it's the... Eagles versus the Panthers. No, that's not, that wouldn't be the best game, but I don't know why I said that. But anyway, and then as the games began, this is what I would do. As I would tune into Red Zone, then as the games began, I would then choose, DirecTV would then give a block of channels, like usually about channel 542 or 570 to 591. And those would be, the early games would be the first row. Okay, so it made it easy for you to watch. So if you were going through your guide, you would all, it's just like if you get HBO, you know how it is nowadays, HBO Family, HBO Zone, HBO in Spanish, HBO Latin, HBO Black, HBO, right? They have all their different versions that they do, right? HBO Action, HBO Women, they have all the different channels. It That is basically what shows up in your uh, channel guide. Um, starting with red zone, right? And then it would kind of go down like that. Um, or I, I'm trying to think now in my mind, I'm looking up. I think it was at the end. That does That is important because that's something I want to talk about, which is why I'm describing in detail the overall experience. You, could then, you would then choose to just jump to one of these channels, right? Now, they also had available two separate, what I call, some people call it box, some people call it um, the multi-box or whatever. I just usually call it multi-cam because it looks to me like you're, you're, you're doing a live editing thing, right? So I'm going to, from from now on while I'm speaking, I'm even though other people call it anything, I'm calling it multi-cam. This is several games on one on one single screen. They shrink down the boxes so you'd get one, two, three, four, five, six, sometimes seven or a lot different boxes of all the games that were going on. They DirecTV had two separate channels for this, right? And that's it. 
You couldn't choose anything different. You got what basically they tried to cover all the games and they'd usually repeat the one game that was the game of the week. And the advantage to the multicam, okay, and this is something that you kind of have to you get after you sit there for a second, then you get it, which is remember what I said about markets. The games that are airing in your area are blacked out on Sunday ticket. So, for instance, yesterday, I don't get the Seattle game against the Rams because I'm here in Portland. So that's a local, right? And then the national game, I'm also getting. So they're blacking out the national game, too, which is often the best game. Okay? So you think to yourself, oh, shit. How are they going to talk about the NFL day on Sunday ticket and in these multicams without including these games? Well, guess what? They do. The NFL always allowed them, even though the game was blacked out in your area, the NFL did allow them to put it in the multicam. They also allowed them to put it on red zone. So sometimes even if the game was blacked out, you'd be sitting there watching half the game on red zone. But it was on your local station, which you could, which was outside of the Sunday ticket purview, right? So it, it was kind of not really included, okay? And this is something that I found to be something that DirecTV did a pretty decent job of working with the NFL to include that. Um, but then again, if you're on the multicam, <laughs> this is the weird thing, within each multicam, you can move the cursor to each separate game, right? So if I have on my screen the Dolphins game in the top left-hand corner, the Jets game in the top right-hand corner, the Giants game in the left bottom left, and the Cowboys game in the bottom right, I can move my cursor there then a, it would highlight a you know, it highlight around it, a white line around it, and then that sound would come on if I pressed once. If I press twice, it would go to the game. It would go to that channel. And usually there'd be like a one, two, three, like a little bit of a delay, okay? And with the sound as well, there's a bit of a delay. You you move the cursor faster than it could change sound, right? But if it was a if it was a local game that was blacked out on DirecTV, but airing on your local station, which you can just tune over to, it would go, it would try, it would initially try to go to that game. Then it would say, this is blacked out in your area. We are attempting to find it. Then it would actually, if you gave it about 15 to 30 seconds, some depending on how fast your internet connection is, or if your DirecTV was connected to the internet, it would find it and it would switch over to, to uh, Fox or whatever, right? Um, so that, that kind of worked pretty well. And with Red Zone, later, the last couple of years, they added a couple other channels. They added a, um, uh, like an all stats channel, and they added a fantasy channel, which was a, the fantasy channel was an alternative red zone. It basically did the same thing red zone did it, except it had like three different hosts that they were on together and they would discuss things only from the fantasy perspective. You know, this person, which I always find a little weird because anybody who's into fantasy knows that every league has different scoring. 
So it's always kind of the, I don't know, usually they pick it, NFL pays them. And actually, that's that's another thing you could do through DirecTV is if you used NFL.com fantasy football, which nobody fucking uses, everybody uses ESPN or Yahoo. If you use that, you could actually enter your players and you would get notifications on the screen, which you could then click on to get the play to watch the play where they scored a touchdown or a significant amount of points. You could put, you could put notifications like that up. So the direct TV experience with Sunday ticket was very good. Um, I don't think that there were a lot of people now it wasn't progressing. Okay. I'll say I should, I'm thinking ahead as I usually do as I'm podcasting, but I was going to say, I don't think there's a lot of people who were, clamoring for the Sunday ticket to get off direct TV, right? No, the contract was up and the NFL knew that they could make a bazillion dollars, which they did. Obviously Google's paying like triple the amount or something. Um, and so they made a deal. Now I want to take a step back. How did I feel about direct TV Sunday ticket? I, again, I said, I think they did a very good job. Do I think that it had got become stagnant? Yes. It became stagnant because at the time when they could advance it technologically, they would have needed a partner like a YouTube, like a Google, Amazon, or someone in the background who could do more with the interaction because the interaction would have to affect basically their whole system, right? Um. When that became available to them is when I think they start t- things start to change in TV, COVID hits, they're not going to invest a lot of money knowing also that they're pro- they knew as soon as they signed that contract that they were not going to be able to sign a second contract with the NFL. That's been known for years. So there was no reason for them to invest a buttload of money when when realistically speaking, they had done a very passable very good job presenting Sunday ticket to the fans. You would hear people had outages or it didn't work. I never had a problem. I don't I think maybe one time I had a problem. And the it, the problem I had, I was able to rectify by this single thing and this is where I'm going to transition into YouTube by this single thing that YouTube cannot do. Or right now, they don't seem open to it, and I think they should, which is offer a completely a complete alternative distribution method of the Sunday ticket. Now, the way DirecTV was able to do that is there were, in fact, two ways to watch the Sunday ticket with DirecTV. You could watch it on your TV, as I have described this whole podcast so far for the 20 minutes I've been yapping. You could watch it on your TV, but you could also download an app to your phone or your TV, (laughs) right? Because it's the same thing now and watch it through the Sunday ticket app. But so you're not using your cable box, you're using the internet, even though the cable box is connected to the internet and is basically just a computer just like the app on your 
just like your TV. It doesn't it never made sense to me why they didn't make it one, but now that the YouTube is available, I was like, okay, this is very interesting because keeping them separate, and that was probably for legacy tax reasons or whatever they're paying into whatever the they they had to build the infrastructure of, right? So they're still paying off um, the terrestrial stuff. So they keep like the online in, in, a, in a separate division, you know, what the hell do I know? I'm not a business person, but the direct TV app allowed you to do all the things I've described, except you could do things digitally. And the, the best thing about using the app on direct TV was it was singularly the Sunday ticket. That was it. You couldn't watch any other channels. You couldn't browse your DirecTV DVR. It was only Sunday ticket. That's it. You signed in. You and it was it was kind of rudimentary. You pressed you pressed to the left with the controller and all the games would be on the side with the scores. You scroll down, you click it. It 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 pushed over like we've seen this with so many different menus. We're all accustomed to this kind of um, uh, UI, right? User experience or whatever it's called. Uh, and then you could you'd click left again. You could choose another game. The interesting thing about this is is you could see all the scores in one central place. So if somebody scored, you notice, oh, you go right to that game. So, and it was quick. It worked great. Um, it had the multicam channels available to you too, but you couldn't choose. There were only two channels and that's it, right? They try to make up, put all the games in at once. There's 32 NFL teams. If everybody's playing, there's 16 games. One is on Thursday, one is on Monday, so that's 14 games on Sunday, right? If everybody's playing, which you, which only happens, what, three weekends, I think, during the season uh, because of buys because there's an 18-week season of 17 games. So they would give you two, and if it was the, you know, sometimes in the late, uh, in the early, there there's nine games, there's 10 games, there's only four at, at four o'clock or the late games. That's the way the NFL, they have pushed everything to that one o'clock slash 10 a.m., which I still don't really get. But you'd think the four o'clock, but I guess that interrupts Sunday dinner. I don't know. Anyway, they know the ratings better than I. They know what they're doing. They're making bazillions of dollars, but they try to cover all that. So that's what you'd get. You'd get the same experience, but digitally, but it was really pared down. But the advantage of, that too is there was some advanced, a little bit more stats. You could go in and look a little bit, you know, but nothing crazy, nothing crazy awesome. But the important thing is, is that you had two separate modes of accessing the Sunday ticket. If your TV went out, you could go on the internet. If your internet went out, you could just use your TV. But the most important thing to me is and I mainly used that app when I could because a lot of times I'd share Sunday ticket with my man A Huss. Don't tell anybody; it's too late now. You can do it legally on YouTube, but uh, we'd kind of split it, and um, that he would use the uh, I'd use the TV one, and he'd use the other, which was fine for me. But when I could use the um, 
the digital, the app, I would use it or I'd use it on my phone too. Cause you know, you like to walk around, you're cooking, you know, whatever you put it on your iPad, you do whatever. Right. Um, but the thing is on the direct TV, you could only be signed into one at a time. Okay. So if I was signed into, um, I should say only one person could be signed in. So if I was signed into the app here, it would kick Aaron off because it, it recognized me as like the main person. And if he wanted to get, on, I'd say, Hey man, could you get off? And I, and I just generally wouldn't get on it. Only one person could do it. Uh, it didn't, and it didn't know whether your TV was on, I should say, as far as the TV go, it's as many TVs as you have in your house, right? But you have to pay for the little box that direct TV had. And that's another 10 bucks a month or whatever. So, and they, they you know, there's all different types of charges. So that's my kind of long winded overview. That's pretty good of direct TV experience with Sunday ticket. Now the, I ended by saying, by talking about the app and how it was only NFL. And I'll start by saying that I very much enjoyed my first weekend using YouTube TV to watch the NFL Sunday ticket. I think YouTube has done a very good job. It's equal, if not a bit past where DirecTV was. Is it perfect? No. Can it be much better? Yes. Is Are some of the things much worse? No. Some of the things are much better. So overall, I'm going to start my review by giving YouTube a B plus. Right out from the gate, this is going to be a positive experience for the listeners. They have done a very good job. I experienced very minimal delay. Switching between channels is takes half as long as it did on DirecTV and including the app. Obviously, they're fucking Google. There was still a little bit of a delay. Some of the picture, I'll admit, especially on the Miami, San, uh, San Diego, LA Chargers game where they both had very bright clothing. The, the uniforms are great. The sun was really out. That stadium sucks where it's like half the thing is bright and half is it was way it was way too bright. And I tested it on several different televisions and my phone. Um, but my major complaint is unlike the NFL Sunday ticket app that DirecTV has YouTube does not have a central hub nor a central app that is only Sunday ticket. And I believe this is a big mistake. And my hope is that they solve this problem, that somebody's listening, maybe not to this podcast, but that someone out there is experiencing Sunday ticket on YouTube and saying to themselves, hey, this is pretty cool, but what we really need is a big old fucking button that says Sunday ticket and you click it and when you go inside of it, it's only Sunday ticket because navigating Sunday ticket on YouTube TV is a bit more complicated 
though faster because of the technology. It is faster, but it's a bit more clunky and complicated. And you have to kind of push through the normal, um, we think you'd like this, that YouTube TV does. And those of you who have YouTube TV, it's the same thing that Netflix, it's that all the streamers do, and it's what your television didn't do for you, which is the act of AI, the algorithm, trying to sell you a bunch of different shows, right? You watch this, so you'll like this. Just for you, top 10, all this kind of shit, which for me, I hate. I don't want any of that shit. I never want a row that says, because you like this or suggestions for you. I do not need your fucking suggestions, YouTube, Netflix, Amazon. I do not want your suggestions. They are almost always incorrect. I would rather you just present me with a clean, less cluttered experience for me to choose on my own. Now, then again, I'm not the normal human being that watches television. Probably people who are listening to this, probably a little bit more tech savvy, maybe probably a bit like to uh, curate your own experience. Whereas it is true, I think most people have become accustomed to or desire an experience to be curated for them. I do not, right? I want the bare minimums. I want the default, and I will be able give me the tools to set the parameters. Okay, that I think is the place that YouTube comes from, where they're making a little bit of a mistake. Now, let now that I've said that, I'm going to explain the YouTube TV experience. I have. YouTube TV now. It's in my smart TV. I also have it on a Roku. I have it on two TVs through an Amazon Fire stick. And I have my phone, okay? In my house, I have a TV in my Lego room. I have a TV in my office. I have a TV upstairs in the living room. And we have, um, Lachlan has a TV in his um, hangout room slash video game room, which is connected to my Lego room. And I have, and like I said, my phone. So four different ways or five different ways, right? That's one, (laughs) two, three, four TVs and a phone. And I used them all motherfuckers. Why? Because I just did. And it just so happened that it happened that way. It wasn't even my plan. I tried them all. I looked... I have TV. I have my. I have the one TV that's in my office. Is the oldest TV in the house. The picture looks the best. It's a very early HD TV. It's thick as hell. It's almost as thick as an old TV, um, and it just works fantastic. I've had it since nineteen. No, since nineteen. Yeah, right. Since two thousand. Since in Durham, that was the TV that we got Direct TV with. So it was like two thousand seven, two thousand eight works fucking awesome. I have it in my office. It's right behind me as I record this. So I tried it on several different things the, through the Roku interface, through the Amazon TV interface, through my Samsung TV interface, and on the YouTube TV app, okay? And this is the thing about YouTube TV. It's all exactly the same. It doesn't matter 
what you get it on, that app is exactly the fucking same. And I appreciate that. Um, and it does attempt to be, no matter how you access it, the same experience. There's slight variations on your phone as far as when you go into your own library, the way it's formatted, but actually they do a very good job of making it better for your phone and less cluttered, which I really do appreciate. So I say to myself, okay, let's do it. YouTube TV, it's Sunday. I don't even know where I'm going to watch the game. I haven't watched football in this new house yet. I was going to put a TV outside, but I decided not to. It was a little warm, meaning it wasn't freezing cold because I like it cold, motherfuckers. So I'll put a TV out there when it's like in the 50s and 60s. When it's in the high 70s, I might get a little twinkly, a little sweaty on my head. I'm like, I don't like that shit. I'm going back into the AC. I like things cold, um, especially when I'm wearing my Aaron Rodgers jersey. <laughs> so I said, okay, I'm going to go my main 75-inch Samsung uh, 4K TV with a 4K fire stick on it. I get a little bit of a less of a strong internet connection there because our internet, because the router, whatever the fuck you call it, Wi-Fi bullshit is in the downstairs, but I have an extender, a pod as they call it. Hook that motherfucker up. Looked better with the pod Unfortunately, my son, it was his birthday and he was streaming video games. That is the thing I'll tell you with YouTube TV, you will get a degradation of your picture when the streaming goes down and they have a fun little thing. They have it on YouTube too. It's called stats for nerds and you can put it on and you can see it. You can see the packets and how many were lost and all this kind of stuff. And when I use the extender, I can see, yes, if you're getting a better connection when he's not streaming, actually he was double streaming. There were two Xboxes running the entire time running Roblox while I was watching Sunday Ticket on my phone in two different. So it still looked pretty good for that. Okay. And when it's not happening, it looks great. YouTube TV looks way better than DirecTV ever did. And the football game, let me tell you, 75 inch television, watching a football game when those, when I, when after he was asleep and I watched uh, the, um, the Bears Packers game. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this looks fucking amazing because there's not two Xboxes <laughs> streaming there and my wife wasn't on her phone watching videos in the other room. Man, when you think about it, how far this shit has come. I remember I had a Blu-ray player and I tried to stream Netflix through it in like 2007 or some shit. And I was like, this ain't happening. This was tough. You'd sit there and wait. Then you press pause to let it buffer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then it would play for five minutes and then it would just stop. And then it would go, and you go, okay, let me just, let me go do the dishes. And then when I come back, I can watch the whole thing. No way. This is so the technology, how it looks, it's amazing. There have been some complaints online about the sound that there was only a stereo feed available. There, were, there, there weren't as many options. Look, if that's your thing, okay. That's your thing, I guess. I, I don't know. As a visual person and an editor who did not really edit sound, I always get a little like, Nobody gives a fuck when it comes to sound shit, like sound people go nuts about shit, 
It's like people who are like, I you I only use AAC lossless MP3s when I'm listening to my you don't know what the fuck you're listening to, bro. And when you pay five thousand dollars for your iPod, your iPod thing, the thing you're getting is a better microphone. Okay? It doesn't actually sound better than my twenty dollar ear pods from from fucking Amazon. Trust me, it doesn't. And the best thing you could get if you want to listen to something really good, actually, is you get over the over the ear headphones, old school shit like they have in a studio. Then you can talk about you're getting some kind of higher level of quality or you could be like a super nerdy music person, which maybe some people are listening to this and you're like, Axel, you're wrong there. It's very I, I could get into that in which to which I say to you. You are a you are one of very few humans. It's the same thing with visual. Come on, you still walk into people's house, and they have like a fucking wrong. They don't even have an HDMI cable on their their TV or something. It doesn't matter, right? Like I'm not going to get over. I I get overly specific too much about the sound or the video, but I will say in this case, aha, uh-huh, I agree. I agree with those people. I do think that I was surprised at the limitations when I first started with the, with YouTube TV that it gives me for audio and video. Because again, it's that fucking algorithm shit where they're like, we know better. We're going to search. You can't adjust the audio or the video because what we're going to do is we're going to look at your setup and we're going to give you the best thing we can give you. You have to trust us, right? So that mentality, which I think extends into the, the, the what I'm going to say next about not having a hub, um, is the fault of YouTube TV and Sunday tickets so far, but it's not a huge detriment, but I think it's one that they need to overcome. Um, but so finally I sit down after explaining to you all this thing, I'm going to watch it on the big TV, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I turn it on. First of all, they put red zone right next to the NFL network and I had the one, the cool thing you could do this with direct TV too. And you can do, actually you can do it on every, every fucking cable thing. Now, if you don't know, you can do it is you can make your own guide, right? You can take things out. You can, you know, put in YouTube. It's a lot easier because you can go online. You just drab and drag and drop, hide things or whatever. And what I did is I created, I went in and I created an account, a separate account. Cause you can have up to five people. You can have up to five accounts on YouTube TV. They can all be streaming at once and two of them can be outside your home. So I can give my YouTube, I can invite a hustler to be uh, part of the family and he can watch the YouTube. He just gets when it comes up on the screen, it says who's watching just like Amazon, Netflix, all that shit, right? Who's watching if I choose Axel, 
then it's going to be my normal TV and 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 all that shit. My DVR. You have unlimited DVR on YouTube TV because it's not a DVR. It's not recording anything. Everything that is broadcast on YouTube YouTube TV is saved for a certain amount of time in their ridiculously huge servers all around the world. So you're you're just ha- you're just getting the ability to fast forward through commercials, <laughs> right? If you say recorded instead of released. That's the verbiage that they use. If it's recorded on your DVR, you can fast forward through the commercials. If it's released, it is now considered video on demand. You have to watch the commercials. They can charge for commercials, right? So it's that simple. So if you have YouTube TV, the smart thing to do is just record fucking everything. Set a, set a season pass for every fucking show that you even might watch. And you can, anytime you want, it's recording it, right? DirecTV instituted something similar to that where most of the shows you could skip back, it would say. It would say, press the back button and you can watch this again from the beginning, right? Like instant on demand, right? How they were doing it in the background, I have no idea. I don't think they had the same amount of capacity and service space that YouTube had. Um, so anyway, I get to it. I sit down, I sit my fat ass down, I say, I'm gonna watch this thing. I notice, where's Red Zone? Because they added all the direct, all the Sunday ticket channels at the end. So I have my own thing, I have my own way of putting things. They stuck them all at the end automatically, right? Because there's no numbers for channels on YouTube TV. There's no channel five, six, seven. That's gone. It's just HGTV, um, you know, CNN, whatever, your coin, your local freaking network. So they separated. So I was like, okay, that's a little weird. Um that they did that, it took me a second to find Red Zone. But then once I found it, ah, I say to myself, hey, right away, and here's my quick Red Zone review. I miss Andrew Siciliano. That dude was awesome. He was a fan-fucking-tastic play-by-play end color guy. He did both. He threw it over there. They went to him on camera. He was awesome. The new guy they have, I don't know his name. I'm not sure if he was, there was an alternate red zone that was offered through the NFL, not affiliated with DirecTV that came out about, I think about a decade ago with a different dude. And if you had Charter, Xfinity or whatever, that's the red zone you saw. That wasn't real red zone. Siciliano was the real original DirecTV red zone, which when people talk about red zone, and they're direct TV and they're super fan. That's what they're talking about. They're not talking about that other dude. Anyway, the YouTube dude, he's okay. He's good. He's quick. I'll tell you that. He's, he, I shouldn't say he's okay. He's very good. He doesn't have the same personality. He didn't have the same, his voice is not as good. But this is the thing. The red zone is so much better because the full, what they started to do on DirecTV, and I don't know if it was the producer, I don't know if it was the host, but instead of jumping from game to game, the idea is that red zone, you're only jumping to the game when something interesting happens, when they're in the red zone about to score. Obviously, teams are not always in the red zone, so 50, 60, 70, 80% of the time, they're just going from game to game. Hey, this is da 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 blah, blah. 
what they started to do with DirecTV is they just show fucking five games on. They just go to the multicam shot, right? And and he would just kind of talk a little bit and he go, now we're going to move over to the Giants game. And then the sound would move over. I fucking hated that shit. If I wanted the multicam channel, I'd go to the multicam channel. The red zone channel, the purpose is, is that you're supposed to jump from game to game and you're my fucking host, bro. Do the job. Now we're jumping over to the Bengals. Oh my gosh. Now we're jumping over to the Niners. Hey guys, the Vikings are about to kick a field goal. Here we go. That's what they did. They hardly ever went to the multicam view on on the new red zone. And it was spectacular. And I watched it more than I ever watched the old red zone. Because as soon as it was like for the first half of the first games, they jumped from game to game. Then they just give up and they'd go to the multicam. And every once in a while, uh, Siciliano, if that's, uh, I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong the whole time, but I think that's his name, would talk and i loved him and i loved his voice and he was really good you know and i always tuned in the beginning for him to welcome me and i always tuned in at the end i always ended my day on the red zone and he'd say well thank you so much for watching that's the red zone for today and then they'd all go blank and i'd be like okay now it's time for to wait about maybe 20 minutes sometimes it was right away for the late game right because it's 5 20 here in the pacific um but i always love that part of it i missed that with youtube because i wasn't really familiar with that dude um i, I didn't feel this i didn't feel he was as personable but the production value was way above direct tv it is much harder to jump from game to game to game and pick it up and the guy to get it. I mean, they would just go whoosh, and they'd be at the other game, whoosh, another game, whoosh, another game. I loved it. it. It was sometimes it was a little shocking, too, because he didn't come in enough and say, now we're going to go over to this. On DirecTV, it was like they were too reliant on Andrew, I'll call him, because he had to every time go, now we're going to this. Now, YouTube just did it. And then every once in a while, the guy would come out. Now we're here over here. But in general, the red zone, I give it of everything that YouTube improved on. I will give that this my numero uno. Is it going to remain? I don't know because that's very hard to do. And I would not be surprised that by week three or four, they're like, oh, God, man, let's just go to the just put three fucking games up and we'll change the circle around the box. That's easier, man, than keep on jumping a game to game to game because it is a lot. I know as having been a person who's done some live TV, it's a lot harder to do. It's a lot easier to just throw up like five games on the screen and go, hey, look in the left. Something's happening. Oh, hey, look, something's over there. Oh, and now over there. That's a lot easier than just one game and, and you have to cut to the action. That there's a certain um, propulsion uh, and, and you have to have a lot of other people watching those games, right? Saying, hey, we're 39 in uh, New England. Okay, get it up, get it up, put it on. And then the guy goes, and here we are, it's third and nine in New England, right? Like you've got to keep, you've got to really do that. Um, but they did a great job of that. Uh, 
Now to the um, to the presentation itself. Like I said, they just threw the other channels at the end. Myself, I like I told you, I went in, I I created an account for just NFL. Okay, and this account, I went in and I hid every other channel on my um, on my uh, channel guide, so it was all the Sunday ticket games. Then it was the two networks that show my in-market local games. Then Red Zone, or no, I put Red Zone at the top. Um, and then uh, that was it because I'm gonna talk about why that was it. And it does not include the multicam in a second, which is most people's favorite thing that YouTube TV did. But then when I logged into here, I found much less of the bullshit of you should watch this because it was suggesting that I watch the NFL games that were on and which is, which is what I wanted. Um, and I didn't, I found though, the only way that I could, even with that, they were still throwing up more shit and it was hard to see there was no central space to see all the scores and all the games that were available to me. I still had to go to the guide and go and scroll down. There was no, it was not, it still felt like old TV instead of what I thought YouTube TV was going to feel like, which is what I'm saying is even in that situation, they need a separate app. They need to have a YouTube Sunday ticket app that is only NFL, that has a centralized hub that welcomes you with Red Zone, that ends the day with Red Zone, that even pushes it onto the other ch channels after those games are over, like DirecTV used to do. And they used to have that music they'd play too. Do, 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 do. It felt a little bit like you were. Uh, in a video game, like a, it's like a, a neon Miami Vice video game. That's what Solo knows what I'm talking about. They had that good music when the game was over. It was like really, oh, I was like, get ready for the next week. Sunday ticket, only seven days. Okay, sorry. Um, anyway, they need a hub because even when I created my own hub by, by creating a separate uh, fucking um, account, it still was clogged with, you might like fucking some college football game or you might like inside the NFL. No, I don't know. It's Sunday. I don't want to know about fucking anything but football, motherfuckers, okay? I want a one thing that says Sunday ticket. I hit that button and I'm in the world of Sunday ticket. And I'm never fucking reminded that there's another channel or there's a world outside or I, I or have to do things for my kid. I just want fucking beer. I want some food. I want some Sunday ticket. And I want some other shit like that, okay? Now, as for the extras, the multicam, here I go. DirecTV, DirecTV, like I said, only offered you two channels. You got two fucking choices. That's it, folks, right? If they want to put three on there, there were three. Four, there were four. Five, there were five. You could not select. YouTube has done something very interesting. I thought this is YouTube. I'm going to be able to select. I want the Seattle game, the Giants game, the I'm using the same teams over and over again. I got to 
got brought it out. The Lions game, I and then I want this one in this corner, this one in that corner, and I'm even going to be able to click hold with my remote and move it, right? Or I can go online and do it. No, was not available to do that. I could not do that, okay? But what you could do is you could select from about every single choice available, okay? Save for the local games, okay? Think about it. Now, this is something that always fucks people up when you're watching, oh, shit, it's local, it's blacked out. It's not part of the package. Well, in the same way that the NFL has allowed DirecTV Forever to include those local blacked out games in the package in other ways, you can't watch the main feed, but it's still in Sunday Ticket. I mean, it's still in Red Zone, and they have integrated into the multicam view, okay? But it's limited. So, for example, they were the Chargers Miami game was a national game. It was my local game, so it was blacked out from Sunday Ticket. But if I went to that game, okay? I I I find it. It was on my local Fox network or something. I go to it, I press the button, it goes to the game. I press down there is, uh, that's the cool thing about YouTube TV. There are a lot of different functions you can get just by pressing down, which I'm sure you can do a lot of Comcast Xfinity too, right? So many different ways to watch TV these days. DirecTV had a thing called Stream, which was just an app of your DirecTV and it worked similarly. You, you go down, you get your captions, your all that kind of stuff. But this says multi-view. You click on multi-view, on the side, it shifts over, right? We get a box on the side. And and then there are is a list that you can scroll down of all the options. Now, for the national game, okay, which is blacked out in, in my area, I only had about three or four options. And, and one of them seemed always to be red zone. So they're tied together, you see? So it's kind of, okay, if we're going to let you use it, you got to, it's got to almost be, that this multicam is an offshoot of red zone, right? It's probably some legal reason for doing it that way, but there's less now, but if it's part of some, and, and maybe it would be one of them would be three games. One of them would be four games, usually about three options. One of them would be another would be two games. Okay. Interesting. I thought then I said, I went over to one of the Sunday ticket games and there's like three, 30, 40 options. It's like every conceivable option. There were five late games, right? And there were, because it's a Monday, seven, and then there were seven early games, right? Four, no, there were six early games. Or I'm missing. Okay, whatever. There was more early games than late games. I think there were two or three more early games than there were late games in the NFL. 16 games, 5, 11, 2, 9. Okay, so there were, I think there were almost, yeah, eight or nine in early games. And the options they had were rather startling. You could have just two games. You could have just that game in the red zone. You could, it was almost overwhelming. And the thing too is, it was like, not in any order. (laughs) So (laughs) you think like, 
they would start it all of the two views, right? Just two games, then all the three games, then the four, then the five, then all the games, right? But it wasn't like that. It was completely haphazard, it seemed to me, but it always included the game you're on, right? That's the way you accessed it. But you could access some of it through the through the YouTube home screen, YouTube TV home screen, which again is so confusing because then you're just like, it's like suggesting that I watch Real Housewives at the same, it's like, motherfucker, I'm watching football. Don't suggest that I watch the Real Housewives. It's Sunday. So that was a little, it was, that was a cool part of the multicam. But again, it's limited if they're black, if it's a blacked out game, but I give them credit for including it, right? So I thought I was gonna go to it, it's not gonna be included. They did a much better job of integrating. Um, and if you clicked on the the blacked out game, it would push you immediately over, for me at least. And again, everybody has their own experience depending on, especially with YouTube TV, because I'm using the remote control that I got with my TV, right? There's a lot of different ways to access this. So to each their own, but for me, um, that's the, that's the, uh, that's the experience that I had. Um, all right. I'm going to try to wind this thing down. Let me see if I talked about everything Unlimited. Uh, I talked about the unlimited DVR, no main hub, no main score zone. The other thing is there, there, the stats were amazing. Okay. If you click down in any of the games, regardless, again, if it was, uh, again, I do want to say they did a better job of integrating the local blacked out games because you could get all the same stats they did not they did not really delineate from the normal sunday ticket which was much better job than directv did because directv always had that terrestrial you know classic cable kind of mindset and youtube is trying to do something different but you can't choose your own boxes you can't move them around you can't resize them which I thought would have been better. The red zone was much better. Um, there are no separate audio feeds, like I said. I thought that they were gonna allow like, hey, you know what I would love to do? When I was a kid, I used to actually not listen to the to the national broadcast and I'd listen to the local Jets radio broadcasters who I loved while I was watching the game on headphones. I'd sit in front of the TV with a with an old fucking Walkman radio and listen to the local broadcasters instead of radio guys, instead of the the, the TV guys. I'd love to be able to do that. That was disappointing um, that you couldn't do that. The quality overall, much better than DirecTV. The picture was better. I thought the sound was better. It moves quicker. You can jump from channel to channel quicker. Very awesome. The only thing I will say about uh, the the technology is sometimes if I went from one room to the other room, so if I was watching on my phone and then I went to watch the game in the office, when I turn on YouTube TV, it was it, it didn't immediately update. It always that's an issue that it has. Um, and I think that may be because it it always favors where you are watching it. Do you understand? So if I'm watching it in the office, it's pretty much, and I don't know whether that's the YouTube cache, right? 
or how often it is updated by whatever I'm watching it through the Amazon fire, my phone, you see, so I can't blame YouTube for that. Whether it will ever be seamless, I don't know. That whole thing of being able to pick up directly from your phone to the TV is still something that every all people are struggling with. Um, but overall, overall, I think the main thing that it needs is a main hub, a main score zone, a main fantasy zone, a main stats zone. It's awesome. If I was when when I was watching, um, let's see one game where I thought this stat. Well, I guess I mostly watched. I keep on mentioning, but I mostly watched the Miami Chargers game. That was the best game of the day, hands down. Hands down, that was the best game of the day. And so I stuck with it. And I'm kind of been liking Miami more because Lachlan likes Miami, but also because they're fucking fire. And I can't even believe I'm saying this, but they are. Tua, who would have known? Um, but when you go down and you access, you know, you just press down on YouTube, it says stats. Boop. Oh boy, do you get stats? I mean, they give you fucking stats for days, right? But I wasn't able to switch cameras within a game. I wasn't able to switch audio within a game. I wasn't able to highlight a player and see how fast they were running. I, all these crazy things they didn't start off with. And maybe that's a good thing is how I want to end things. Maybe it's a good thing that what I experienced was something that needs a little work on the formatting and how it's integrated into the overall YouTube TV world, but it was still better than direct TV. It was a digital step up, but it wasn't a shoot. It, they didn't shoot for the stars, right? They didn't, they, a lot of the things that they probably could do and maybe I have to admit the one thing that I didn't do is I watched a little bit of it on my laptop, but not a lot. So the ability that I might have to do some of the other things with those games on my laptop, uh, I'm not sure it may be possible, right? I don't have a full review. So I'm going to spend a little bit more time on the laptop playing around with it next week, but I did watch it on my laptop. I should say I did because I was watching it while I was setting up that channel and I was messing around with it um, and looking at things because with YouTube TV, in order to set up a whole new account or, do, or really get into your stuff, you've got to go to your computer to do it. It does like Amazon too. Um, even Netflix, some of the things are limited. They tell you in order to do this, you have to log in on a computer. Um, so there, so there's still room to grow. I will overall, again, I give it a B plus. Is it better than direct TV? Yes, it is better than direct TV overall, but it doesn't blow it out of the water yet. I think it will blow it out of the water. I think that they, you will be able to do things that are amazing. And I think that there's some things that I may have missed. I mean, I went online, I looked at uh, Twitter, I'll never call it X. Um, and there were some complaints, some of the people saying um, that, you know, they, they, it's a little weird that 
YouTube replaces the local commercials with their, their moment of Zen. But if you're a YouTube TV customer, you know that already. They just put this, hey, sit back and relax, have a moment when they haven't sold that commercial spot or something. But it's like, okay, it doesn't, it wasn't really, I'm reading, I'm going over a review from Sports Illustrated. It's like, it's jarring. Um, But uh, let's see. Oh, okay. Yeah. Overall, I think that the complaints were minimal. The technology is better. It's going to get better, but they need a hub. They need a hub. If I could have a direct line, I'd say to them, listen, motherfuckers, when I open YouTube TV, okay, on my home screen, I need to see a big ass shield that says NFL Sunday ticket. And when I click on that big ass shield, it's as though I am brought into a completely new app. And in order to get back out to the YouTube, I'm going to put up at the top YouTube TV home. And that's the only way I'm going, getting out. I have to go up to that and click to get the fuck out. I want to be trapped in it, right? This is called a walled garden. I once wrote an article for Broadcasting and Cable about this a long time ago and about how important it was that people create a walled garden experience, which is what all these streamers do right now. Uh, I found that article, by the way. It's still available. One day I had this, uh, I always had this thought. It's like one day somebody's going to find that article and be like, Bill Foley predicted all of this. They'll be like, yeah, I probably did. It wasn't that great of an article. <laughs> but I did talk about it. And it was like 1998, okay? Um, but the idea being that you feel safe and secure, you're not being sold anything else, I was still getting ads for you for Sunday ticket and I have Sunday ticket in the, in the YouTube TV experience. That's unnecessary folks. Right. Um, especially when I opened up the other account, it's like trying to sell because they're what they're, what they're thinking is that's your main account has less of that. When you do the secondary account, they're thinking, Oh, this is just his friend. This isn't really his family. Right. So they want to sell. So it's still a bit silly, but again, a walled garden Sunday ticket only experience is the major change that they need to enact. Just sticking it at the end of my guide and sticking red zone next to NFL network, wherever it may be in my guide, right? Cause most, cause all the guides are made there, they're, it's customized. <laughs> I thought of the word. Um, yeah, it's customized. So that's the push and pull of YouTube TV, right? Um, DirecTV had old school terrestrial cable point of view. We're giving you something, you take it. YouTube TV is trying to let you do some stuff on your own, but also curating and AIing you to death. And I actually wanted them to AI me a little more by just having an experience where I am in the NFL Sunday ticket zone and there is nothing else that I'm looking at, right? And, and I can easily go back to my home uh, hub, see every game, score, time, what, and a stat. That's what they need to do. Um, and I think, of course, with the other things, which maybe a lot of people weren't expecting, 
I was kind of, I wasn't disappointed, but I was like, oh man, I thought I could get the radio feed. I thought they'd have a different, like fun. They'd hire a few people to call a couple games for fun or, Hey, Oh look, it's the Nickelodeon one that they're letting me flip over to real quick. It wasn't, it wasn't that advanced. Um, but generally speaking, maybe I'm being a little bit greedy per i don't know if if that's the right word because they did an amazing job and and just to pull off what they pulled off on their first day i'm sure that over there at youtube sunday ticket in the red zone there was a lot of high fives they should be very happy with themselves again very few technical problems one time, I didn't mention this, but one time it glitched and I just had to jump out and restart. Um, that was it. No other issues of lagging or anything. I uh, Again, the picture quality, it's hard for me to judge when there's two kids playing Roblox Xbox for nine hours, uh, like 50, you know, well, it's not 50 feet. It's actually like 10 feet below me. <laughs> so, you know, uh, but overall, Give them a B plus because I, I want more and I think they can do more. DirecTV, you were awesome. I know they came out with a new commercial. They're going to like pay for your YouTube TV to keep DirecTV. Don't do it, folks. Just get YouTube TV. I, I, I love you, DirecTV. But YouTube TV even like lowered the price after. Like I mean, they're, they're, it's really worth it. It's really better than DirecTV, I'm sorry to say. Um, but then again... When my internet goes out, me no have no TV, but I can watch it on my phone because I have cellular, right? And I could get one of those cell, I, I could hotspot it from my phone to my TV um, if I dare do what Brett does to a podcast with us. All right. I went way longer than I thought I was going to go. Um, this was a lot of fun. I hope you all enjoyed me yapping. I hope I didn't forget anything because I really kind of got into it and got into the weeds here. thought this was going to be about a 15-minute podcast, and I just kept going. I'll be back tomorrow with who? I don't know, but I'll be back. Thank you, everyone, for listening. DVRpodcast.com, patreon.com slash DVR. And yes, I have been doing this entire podcast with my Aaron Rodgers jersey on. The Jets play in about five hours or four hours, right? Two, three, four, five. Oh, my God. It's four hours. I just got nervous. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, baby. Peace.